Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. You can probably already hear excitement in my voice because today we're talking about crystals and angels, two of my favorite things, and really excited to talk to my guest today because I love crystals, but I've never have done a deep dive into them. They are in my house. They're in my office. They're outside in my yard. You might be the type of person that I am that anytime you go into a metaphysical boutique or shop, you head right over to the crystals and you feel them out and you know that one picks you and you buy it and you bring it home. So I am really excited to bring you Catherine Hudson. She is my guest today and she is a certified angel therapy and crystal healing practitioner and teacher like myself. She's also a Reiki master teacher and Catherine writes, speaks and teaches all over the world on opening up to the spiritual side of life. She lives in France and the United States. Her two books that she has authored are now coming out in English. She had mentioned to me that they were, I guess, in French first. So now they're coming out in English. And her newest book is Discover Your Crystal Family, Working with Stones and Their Angelic messengers. So we are going to learn today the connection between crystals and archangels that she works with. We're going to learn about more, but that's what I'm really interested to talk to her about. So Catherine, welcome to the Path 11 podcast. Thank you so much for having me, April. Just one little correction. I actually have my fifth book coming out in French. English is catching up. So, so I've got the book on angels that came out and this crystal one I'm very excited to talk to you about and really dive into it with you this day. But yeah, yeah, they the keep flowing. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, congratulations. And, Thank you. you know, it's got to feel really good to have them out there and, you know, people reading them and buying them and just getting to connect with the crystals in the angelic kingdom. So how did you become connected to the crystals and the angelic kingdom? Because it's interesting. I speak to so many different healers all over the world, but certain things draw certain people, you know, not everyone wants to work with angels. You even mentioned that in your book, you know, like you may not be connected to them, but here I'm going to talk about them anyway and, you know, take what you like, leave the rest. Yeah. So how, how were you drawn to the crystal kingdom and the angelic kingdom? Yeah. Well, my, my movement towards crystals, of course, what I'm bringing up in the book is that if you have crystals around you, if you're attracted to jewelry, if you if you if there are rocks, if you like picking up rocks, there's probably a resonance for this type of practice someplace on your path. And we meet up with that when it's time, I think. So my story is a little bit crazy. I was a banker. I was a banker in New York. I was an international banker for 22 years. That's what sent me to France to begin with. I was miserable at it. I wasn't happy. I wasn't in, in the place that I was meant to be. And Probably a lot of people wouldn't understand what that feels like. And so I, I was at some point sent to a branch in the middle of Manhattan, kind of a punishment. It was like, okay, you're going you're gonna to start behaving like a good banker or, you know, you know, so now you have to go work with, with people in a branch. So I was in the branch one day, I just got in there and I was, I was a little hungover. So like a lot of sensitives, 
back in the day, I was using alcohol and other substances to diminish my sensitivity. Didn't know I was doing it. Thought I was having fun. But anyway, I had arrived over that day, pretty hungover and determined to not interact with the public whatsoever. <laughs> so at one point, what, what, I, what I would do is simply when somebody came, they, they passed by the tellers and they were coming back to the office search that were there or doing more official business. I would go to the bathroom or go hide or, you know, do something, make myself scarce. So a woman came in, it was working like a pearl until about 1030. And a woman came in, she passed by the tellers came directly towards where I was seated with two other bankers. It was their regular job. They were very lovely people. They were happy to be there and they were in competition for clients. So they were trying to get her attention. May I help you? May I help you? And I thought, this is too easy. I got up from my desk and I turned around to the cadenza behind me and did a deep dive, basically gave my butt to the woman, you know, reached in the lowest shelf looking for a file and pretending to be busy, thinking that would be sufficient, but it wasn't. She came directly to me. She ignored the other two. And you know when somebody's behind you and they're looking at you, you can feel it. It's certainly a sensitive can feel it. So I'm like, okay, I've got to up my game. She has to go away. So I started even making noise. Oh, damn it. I'm, you know, cursing and muttering and making like a predator. You know, an animal in the, in the wild kingdom would like to make noises to scare off a predator. Amazing, it didn't work. She sat down at the empty seat by my desk. And I thought, wow, this woman has a pair. <laughs> I'm from the Bronx and that's exactly what came. I was like, okay, when somebody stands up for themselves, you really have to respect that. So I'm like, all right, I have to, I have to do this, but I don't have to be nice about it. I was really in a different place and there was a lot of burden going on. But anyway, I got up and I turned around and I extended my hand dutifully. With welcome to the bank, I'm Catherine Hudson. How may I help you? But my eyes were sending a different message. Um, she changed my life. She didn't take my hand. She said, No, I'm here to help you. And she placed this amethyst crystal in my hand, saying, This will help you with your addictions. I've been telling this story for 20 years now, almost 20 years. And every time it gets me, I look down. And my head was racing. And, you know, back then, it was like 98 or something. There weren't a lot of crystals floating around. It wasn't quite, you know, what we have today. So I was looking at him. My head was racing. I never was at a loss for the right singer to come back to somebody who met, you know, Bronx raised, you know, it's, it goes with the territory. So do, 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 finally, ding, ah, she's trying to sell it to me. Here's all I could come up with. Lift in my head to tell her off, excuse me, ma'am, we're serious here, this is a, and she was already at the door. So a woman I never saw before and never saw after came into the bank right across from Grand Central Station in the middle of Manhattan to deliver a crystal and a message to a banker that, you know, was maybe not ready even to hear it yet. But of course I was. So as you can imagine, well, at first it scared me. I was like, what the heck is this? I put it in the drawer and take it out and look at it. But as time went on, I softened with regard to it. And of course, you know, undertook at some point eventually a, a studies. I started to study, read every book I put my hands on, meet the teachers that were teaching. I was studied with the, the, the best teacher in France. I studied with a great teacher here in the States. To, to be filled with other people's experience until such time as it was integrated within me, and I began using it in the work once I, once I wasn't a banker anymore. Yeah. 
So rather startling story, but I've had other startling experiences with crystals. And I think I needed it. You know, some people can go with subtle, subtle hints, gentle. You know, I needed to, I needed to get a rock upside the head from the angelic round from the crystals. And, you know, it worked, <laughs> but it really did. It was a 360 degree shift. And so something dramatic was needed. I'm so Oh, gosh, that story got me choked up too and gave me chills. Um, wow, amazing. And I'm also from New York, so I totally get it. I am like vibing with you and like laughing. Like, I know, okay, what's the comeback? What am I going to say? You know, it's like shield up all the time, right? Wow, that is just fascinating. And even if you weren't really ready to hear it in that moment, that is something so profound that you I mean, again, even if like you had no belief in anything paranormal, that is an experience that how do you not keep coming back to and try to figure out, you know? That's right. And, and I actually did have probably a very deep belief in the paranormal. I was basically very sensitive as a kid, but life was very hard and I shut it all down. Like so many of us do. No, 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 no. And I took the path that was traced for me by society. So, so she, she touched me very deeply. And at some level, I was ready. But it, it, shook, uh, it shook my ego world. It shook the world of the, the person I thought I was at that time. So yeah, life is very funny, huh? It is. So now I'm curious, with all of the study that you have done with angels, was she an embodied angel? You know, was she an earth angel? And do you have any idea if that presence that was there was any of the archangels that you work with? I know you work with 15 certain ones and just curious, you know, because sometimes they'll say, I mean, I've heard so many stories about Archangel Michael, right? And how he'll show up and help people like on the side of the road with cars. And so many people have a like these stories where this person appears and then they disappear and but now, you know, that you have done so much work in the angelic realm, do you have any idea of if that was indeed an angel embodied and who it might have been? Yeah. So, of course, this is a question that had worked, worked on my spirit. I'm speaking French in my head. That's crazy. That, that I have given a lot of thought to. And from the outset, I said, well, either it was my guardian angels that were just tired of saving my butt and needed to come in because they, they can only intervene without invitation if we're putting ourselves at ward of risk. And I was doing that. Yeah, it was kind of an extreme kind of an existence that I was leading. Either it was them or it was a person. And this is really how I feel. I feel like this is a person whose channel was so clear that she came in, she did what she had been prompted to do, and then she left. So yeah, definitely. Michael, I've had interactions with Michael. And in fact, I'm holding an angel party online with him on Sunday. That's a very particular energy. And in retrospect, you're right. I wouldn't have, I would recognize it now. But I think that it was a person like you or me, but someone whose channel was so clear that she was willing to change the life of somebody else. And I don't know, but well, I kind of know about you because you do it every every day with your podcast. You're, you're out there really bringing light into the world. We're prompted, we're inspired, and we act. And I wanted to be just like her. I was scared, but I wanted to be like her. That's, that's the ideal for me, to be a transparent channel, to act on promptings, to not, not think twice about it, and not let, 
the objectives or the, the, the obstacles that somebody might lay in my path, because I didn't make it easy for this person, not like it, not, not let anything get in the way. So, so I really do feel though that in that particular instance, if my guardian angels were present, but this was a human person that was sent. And the reason they did it that way was to let me know how effective a human person can be to inspire me to move more freely in, in these domains. And, and it certainly was effective. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. And the story alone is so inspirational Ooh. to hear because we truly never really know what one gesture, one look, you know, one crystal, one person can do to change another person's life. And sometimes we'll never know. We'll never see it, you know, but it's such a beautiful story. So let's go into the crystal that she gave yes. us. Okay. And it's an amethyst, you had said. It's an amethyst. And you see that it's not as purple as, in fact, it's not as purple as it was when I first saw it. I didn't know at the outset, but I know now that is that if you leave an amethyst or, or any of the colored quartz in the sun, the color will shift. Now, this became almost white before I figured it out. And then it's actually re-becoming purple, which is pretty cool. I didn't know that they could... It's logical, isn't it? Because they're very much alive. And so, yeah, it's becoming more purple. And if you can see inside, there is, you have the point and then you have the echo of the point. So it's a phantom and a phantom crystal always, well, it's logical, isn't it? It's always about growth. It's always about spiritual growth. So I didn't know any of that, of course, when I was staring at this rock in my hand, but we spent a lot of time together soon. And, and in fact, you'll see pictures of, of this, this rock in my crystal book. All of the stones in the book are mine. So my family, I don't know if I think I'm theirs rather than them being mine, so to speak, but they're my crystals now. Yeah. Well, you know, I always look for metaphors too. And, you know, when you're talking about how the amethyst is changing color, you know, it almost makes you think like, right, the crystal is working for you. It was mostly purple. You put it in the sun, you put it in the light and it cleared, becomes more white. And that could be a metaphor of showing your clarity and the light. And then the purple comes back, but the purple comes back cleared. The purple comes back with the light. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you for that. that I, I, you know, it never crossed my mind. So this is already an enriching experience spending time with you. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. That's amazing. All right. So you have also, what I loved about your book, it's kind of great for somebody like me because I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not too overwhelmed by it. We kind of have these 15 crystals. You also, there's just great like charts in there and you make it very simple, easy, quick. It's like, okay, here's the archangel. This is what the stone is. This is what the stone does. Here are the properties. It kind of like a little bit of an encyclopedia and really fun because I love to work within the chakra system. So, you know, when you had picked crystal, you know, teaching people how you can use them with a chakra clearing. And so I was wondering if you want to go over just a couple of highlights of the main crystals that you highlight in the book and that you work with and how those work within the chakras. And then maybe we can also tie in to pull up the diagram. I took a little screenshot of it. So I read the PDF version of the book, uh, stone, the archangels and the quality. And of course I was trying to find my two, two favorite angels that I work with a lot in there. And I was like, oh, well, that makes sense why I have a lot of those crystals of that nature. 
So let's start with you kind of educating us about some of the main crystals. That would, that would be great. Now, I actually turned directly to the back where we go kind of deep dive with each of the stones. But I want to speak to the page that you're on. Where are you in my book? Oh, you know, it was a page, I think it was 122. Okay, I see. Yeah, good if we're scooping it up. Beautiful. Yeah, so the first thing that I want to say is that, as I mentioned in the book, some people are attracted to crystals and some people are attracted to angels. Not necessarily both, although there are many like us that are attracted to both. The path of each individual instrument, so the human that, that, that we are is the soul's instrument in this lifetime. The, our path is seated and we're, we're attracted to that which we're meant to be working with. So if we have soul contracts with the crystal realm or the angelic realm, we don't necessarily have them both. So the book is really geared towards people that are interested in crystals, whether or not angels are, are an attractor for them. But I can't write a book without talking about angels. It's just not possible. I love so, it. I love it. As I, as I journeyed on, as I was moving through varied experiences, of trainings and formations, and then a lot of alone time, a lot of direct apprenticeship and working with so many people all over the world. It became clear to me at one point, in fact, I was setting up my, the room that I worked with in, in Paris, I was setting it up for an angel workshop that I was teaching. And two geodes that are in the book, Pierre and Sophie Amethyst, mm -hmm. said, well, what about us? When are, when are we going to get started? And I'm like, oh, Oh, okay. I, 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 I could absolutely be teaching and, and moving people into more resonance with the earth through the allies and the crystals. And it made perfect sense. It was kind of like I got this download. So everything in the book is a, is a download directly from Earth, Sophie, directly from Mother Earth, directly from these, the soul of God expressed through the earth plane. And it's just delightful. But then it dawned on me because as I got that download, there were 15 stones that I was, that I had been working with a lot for myself and also for clients and realized, okay, well, I would like people to come and learn and then leap with stones so they can already begin using them. Because otherwise, you know, we learn something. If we don't practice right away, it kind of falls by the reset. And I realized, wait a minute, that's odd. I'm working with 15 archangels and here I'm given 15 stones as the primary movements. And then I was like, dot, dot. An archangel is an expression of sorts that carries a certain divine quality, just as a crystal is an expression of source to earth that carries that same certain quality. And so it became super evident to me that, for example, if I want to work with grounding, if I want to work with grounding so I can go to a red jasper that will absolutely anchor me and help me develop that, that first chakra to be really powerful in my presence, my physical presence. And then Jophiel as the archangel of beauty will help me to turn and facilitate manifestation also in the material plane. So this chart that's on 123, it's basically, it runs down how to access certain qualities, both with support from the earth and the heavens. Because this is that we're the connector of earth and sky. The form that we have is anchored to the earth and open to the heavens, depending on the moment in a fluid way or not. <laughs> but yeah, so, so, so I just I love, love, love this way of, of going at it. 
And again, giving somebody who's reading it the choice of either moving in a certain direction solely with the grounding and you know, the beautiful power of crystals, it's largely sufficient. It's still source expressing, but some of us are going to be attracted to working with them together. Yeah. So, so for example, Red Jasper is the first one. And I love to, I absolutely love to orient a crystal work around the chakras that we always turn to our vehicle, that we learn more and more about the vehicle we're inhabiting, the instrument we're playing in this lifetime. And so it's the other reason why the other axis of the book is, is absolutely about recognizing how the energy body works and how that impacts the physical, emotional, and mental lives. And choosing those crystals that would be just perfect for a very specific intention. So that's the idea behind it. Did you get that when reading it? I did. And it just, uh, reading your book, it just makes so much sense to me, even though I am partial to angels and crystals and oh, I totally feel like they should be together. But what you just said, right? It's kind of like Mother Earth, Father Sky. It's, it's creating, blending the two worlds. And it reminded me when I was in my 20s and working with my very first healer. And she had said to me, April, you're going to be a much powerful healer if you get grounded in your lower chakras. Maybe similar to you, I had a pretty chaotic childhood and spent so much time in the upper chakras. Mm. And in the psychic world, you know, you do that to be safe, to escape, to find your friends, you know, and, and get what you need. And, and I was afraid at first because I thought if I dropped into earth, you know, because, well, could I really trust mo the mother, right? Could I really trust the mother earth to hold me? Like my teacher was telling me, I was afraid I was going to lose my psychic ability. I was like, I don't want to come out of the third eye. I don't want to come out of the crown. Like I like it there. It's easy to access. And, but she was so right. So I love, love, love that you are blending the two because there really is something very powerful in being a sensitive person, an intuitive, a psychic, whatever, you know, you want to call all those skills per se, you know, that we have. But when you get grounded in the earth, in those lower chakras, you now have fuller access. Like you said, that woman who came in, that was that clear channel and love it. So it makes so much sense to me with what you're talking about and what you're saying and what you're doing. And I think it's beautiful to bring those two elements together to help people heal. Mm -hmm. And how important, I, I imagine that you, like I, meet many people. A lot of people come to me, they have this opening already to the highest, feel alienated by the world that calls them too sensitive and, you know, they don't really find their place in it. And, and the idea is to, and think that it's a detriment to have this sensitivity. And don't, or they're not able to use it to the benefit of their path because they're just not anchored enough. And, and navigating the troubled waters of the earth is hard enough, you know, when you're not sensitive. So what I like to bring out, and I know that you know this, and it's absolutely that once we're rooted and anchored, the power takes on another breath. Uh, it becomes more mass. We are shifting and changing things we don't even know that we're touching. Mm -hmm but we're stable in it. And so the idea really of all of this work, everything that I teach is that sensitives can transform the way they're operating with the instrument so that it's never a detriment. That we're so rooted and grounded, you know, energy seeks equilibrium. So we're, if we're up here, but we're not grounded, anything that's steady and stable down here is gonna smack us down. 
It's why a lot of sensitives say, oh, I can't go to the theater or, oh, I can't, can't be around people. Well, we're light workers. We're supposed to be around people. Now, the idea is not to escape and, you know, hanging out up there until it's our time to go. So the, 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 the urgent invitation that I like to do in all that I teach is getting people to come into their body, maintaining that absolutely. In fact, it will be broadened and strengthened and clarified and not with fear of being rocked by the world, but rather certainty that we're here to rock the world to bring change outside. Yeah, so I'm a little passionate about this. Maybe you can tell. <laughs> yeah, and I love that. I wrote down energy equals e- equilibrium. I love that. Mm-hmm. That and again, she always seeks equilibrium. It's another way of looking at the law of attraction. <laughs> that always, but but I I, I love when I'm, when I'm teaching, and it, that's a, that's mostly in my my first book, Many Angels of Your Life: How to Handle Your Energy to Become Aware of our energetic interactions. Like this is just because we already started out high and we're so accompanied. It's just it's just so much fun to ride that wave. But every single day, we're going to have some people with whom we're uplifted or we're uplifting and other people, you know, your audience will have people who just take the wind out of your sails and you're brought down. And once we realize how that mechanism works, we can drive the vehicle so much better and not have to go out the escape hatch, except for a vacation from time to time, because it's nice to leave sometimes. <laughs> right, right. And yeah. Like we were talking about, you know, the equilibrium within the energy centers of your body, you know, and that's what the crystals and the angels, you know, put together do. So you have red jasper as one of them. Do you yeah. just want to go down the stones that um, oh. maybe maybe that way people could write them down if they're listening, okay. which stones that you work with? And then the archangel, even though they don't have the book in front of them, but they're going to want to buy the book so that they have this, these charts <laughs> there. So. <laughs> Well, absolutely. And what I'll, what I'll do are the ones, the ones that I use most, most often with regard to the chakras, that would probably be the best. So the second chakra would be carnelian. Carnelian is a beautiful orange stone. And it really is about sensuality and creativity, sexuality also. It's about getting into the body and using the body as a light worker, a creator, a light artist. The, the French word is a light artisan. Ooh, so creating in that, yeah, it's, it's really artisan de lumière. It's it's a little bit prettier because it's it's stepping into our creativity. And Jophiel is is very Jophiel is the beauty of God, and so creating beauty, creating consciously, manifestation happening at a at a clear level. Yellow calcite, yellow calcite looks like the sun, and effectively, it's for the our, our solar plexus. How comfortable am I shining my light in the world? And so how powerful am I in my daily movements? And so it's all about power. It's about divine power. And the movement here, it's about personal power. So specifically with what we, we were just talking about, the capability of a sensitive to step into the power that is right at the flip side of that coin. And so Archangel Haniel is there for sensitive. Archangel Haniel is there it's kind of like the energy of the moon. Sometimes we see it full, sometimes it hides, respecting our rhythms, but knowing that the fullness, the power is always there. So that's an excellent ally at that, at that point. For the heart, I love to use green, green fluoride. There are so many heart stones, of course. Uh, of course, of course. And we are another one, the, the, the <laughs> pink quartz, rose quartz. But the green fluoride I love because fluoride in general 
is an excellent stone for the times. It's a stone that invites us to put the head at the surface of the heart. So flip upside down what the world's taught us from the beginning. And so specifically concentrating our decider point, our GPS, our compass at the heart level instead of the head. That we reopen the heart. Because the real pandemic here on, on the planet is our hearts are closed, human hearts are closed to each other. Even people we love, we're kind of like defending, you know, <laughs> energetically. And so the idea is that helps us to really center our power in the heart and move forward in that way. To the, oh, sorry, I did that and I couldn't help it. The throat chakra. So how able am I to speak my truth? With whom can I speak my truth? Noticing the, okay, with this person, I'm, I'm, I'm more comfortable. So how can I transform things so I get to the point where I'm comfortable speaking my truth no matter where it falls, no matter who I'm with? And so why is that so important? Especially, I would imagine most people that are in your audience are like, work or so for us, if I dare say, ah, effectively, really, really important, not having to, to hide. And so often, at the outset, our voices were maybe taken from us, mm -hmm. and that not an accident, but we will go into that another time. So this is a huge healing, and divine healing, Archangel Raphael, divine healing for me is a realignment with the highest, a realignment with the truth. And sometimes that brings about, of course, physical healing or emotional healing, mental healing, absolutely. But the most important driver of it is a realignment soul that we are with the truth of who we are, with our light, with our love. And so Raphael, absolutely for that heart healing is just, yeah, bringing us back to the truth, the truth that we are love, the truth that we do love, that we're made to love. So it's the, the alignment with the highest. Yeah. So I'm sorry, I, I stepped back to the heart. For the, the throat, there's an archangel called Sandalphone. Sound phone is the archangel most connected with music and very, very good ally for helping us to take back our voice and find a new art capacity to speak and communicate with love, but truly and truthfully. So being this authentic So thank you, Sandalphone. For the third eye, the movement would be fist. And while amethyst is, of course, beautifully and often associated with Michael, there's never one archangel. These, the ones that I'm talking about here are suggestions with a very particular bit. Remembering that an angel or an archangel is an expression of source. They don't get upset if you use the wrong name. <laughs> that looks good. <laughs> and it's all expressions of the same source. So there's a unity behind that. What we're, what we're accessing are particular qualities. And it's almost as if the way, the way I feel it is that we're here and we're stretching to the heavens and we're stretching to be in, in connection. And it's just so vast, God, source, or the word that you'd like to insert there, that it's hard for our head to wrap itself around it. And so with great compassion and generosity, source simply extends his, her, the, and into the density of the earth plane, bringing us these portals of angels and archangels that are real doorways through which we can access that vast energy. So with regard to here, it's the third eye, it's seeing clearly, it's clairvoyance. Yet it is also how we 
interface with the brain part of us, our mind, which was formed by a world that understands very little, which was trained, sorry, not formed, formed by the heavens, trained by a world that understands very little. little. So we're talking about limiting beliefs that diminish our perception. Our perception should be wide open and clear. And instead, you know, so, so often, I mean, it depends on the moment and the, the situation. So, so amethyst, amethyst allowing us to release not just drugs and alcohol with typical addictions, but an addiction defined as any habit that diminishes our vastness, any habit that no longer serves. Most of them served at one point in the past, but when we come to the time where it's, it's time for them to fall away, it's because they no longer serve any useful purpose. We don't need them anymore. These are no longer strategies that will work for us. And often consciously, we recognize that we don't need them. So that just blows wide open the limitations that have been placed on us prior to that. So of course, Abathist is one of my favorites. Now, the archangel that I'm suggesting that we work with here, although Michael is very connected to, to that, of course, is Uriel, the fire of God. And why? It burns away what the world has placed on us, blocking our bitch. So it really is this power, this transformative power that, just, that can really blow wide open that, the, the third eye. I don't even like to call it the third eye. Because it sounds kind of sci-fi, <laughs> and, and and it is with her. I absolutely, I don't say otherwise. But I would say our natural ability, mm. because it's innate. It's just so hidden so often in so many of us. And even as a child, when we have it, if we say it out loud, it gets smacked down for right. So the idea is that it opens up the doors that we were forced to shut. You know, coming into the earth plane. So much. Love the amethyst and real the fire of God, just burning away that which no longer serves, that which doesn't serve. And then for the, the crown chakra, I love to use crystal quartz. There are other stones. You know, there's the hurt. There are, there are other stones, but crystal quartz, both a clarifier and an amplifier, the energy of a doorway, you know, leading us out of the instrument in connection and treasure and, and always in alignment, but connecting us to the truth of who we are. So for this, it's almost like the master stone, as you know, I'm sure crystal quartz can be programmed. So like white has all the colors of the prism, crystal quartz carries all of the energies of all of the stones of Mother Earth. And so a crystal quartz can be programmed. And when I travel now with the, the, the weight requirements for baggage, I mean, so often I just have my, my, my amethyst and a crystal quartz because it's easier than carrying. I used to carry very heavy bags of rocks everywhere I went. But effectively, it's such an effective stone as we're moving into who we are truly. And the archangel that I'm suggesting that we work with here is Metatron. Energon is more and more recognized. Yeah. Often the energy is the rainbow after the storm. It's this opening to the rainbow, to the truth, to the beauty of reality, of the eternal nature of things. And Energon carries the wisdom, the divine wisdom, the wisdom of God, the wisdom of the highest, has connection to all of the Akashic records. So it can transform and transmute and facilitate our not leaving the body, but being in the body and the body transforms such that this is open and it can stay open. 
So that's a quick seven chakra rundown. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. And even though it was short, it was very thorough. I loved it. And I was trained in angelic Reiki. It's a you know, form of Reiki with angelic Reiki. And the two that we call upon to actually begin and open up the sacred space is Michael and Metatron and then allow the other ones to come in. Beautiful. So I, I work with them quite often. Raphael is another one that I work with. And the other one that I felt so viscerally, that's very easy for me to connect with was Samuel. It's the oh. Archangel of Love, Peace. I mean, I've had so many amazing experiences the very first time called upon that. It was in a session where a client pulled an angel card, you know, and it was like, okay, I'm going to call upon Shamuel, you know, and it was like, whoa. I mean, it was so visceral for me. It was beautiful. Isn't that amazing? Mm. Shamuel is an everyday accompanier. I count on this energy almost daily and, and, and would make the comparison to grew up in, in, a, in a Catholic background in St. Anthony, Anthony. You know, when you lose something or when you're seeking something. So for seekers, for people whose hearts are seeking truth, for seeking peace, seeking the keys to the car, whatever the seeking is, that divine presence that's so compassionate to us and so supportive of us in whatever searching we're undertaking is ever present. So I, I understand. Thank you so much for sharing that. I can feel it that you've had this woof moment. Yeah. Mm. I can kind of feel it with Samuel kind of being here and like laughing and say, oh, thanks for mentioning. <laughs> this is kind of funny. Oh, and, you know, the other thing that I love too, you make me feel less crazy that I feel I talk to the crystals. You know, I have, I love rose quartz, clear quartz. I'm very drawn to. I have a lot of those. But when you were talking about the two that were like, hey, yes. when is it time for us? I'm like, yes. yes. You know, sometimes when I do healings, literally it happens with essential oils that I use and also the crystals. I hear them talk and then they're like, okay, put me on this, this person's body. And again, I don't have nearly any of the knowledge that you have. I intuit more, you know, than, you know, really knowing I'm just like, okay, this one wants to go here. But so thanks for making me feel a lot less crazy that they talk to us because I have experienced that. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and in the book, I actually received messages from a number of them. There's 44 at the back. And the messages that I got are general messages for anybody who comes on to the book. But there's this idea that's full that, that rocks are inanimate, that anything is inanimate is also full. Uh, physician, the physicists tell us now, our quantum physicists tell us that all matter is moving. On a cellular level, everything's moving. So even the so the seams hard and solid, it's actually moving. If we go further and move to esoteric traditions or spiritual traditions, we know that there is no place that God is not. There is no place that spirit is not or source or however you put that. And so there's nothing that's not alive. And when we develop and when we don't block, when we develop the sensitivity and when we go in as a child, without any pre-existent stubborn, I don't believe it because it's poppycock. When we go in with that innocence, the whole world will talk to us. Yeah. Yeah, but I, you don't say it to everybody. Discernment is very important. <laughs> very true, very true. <laughs> so maybe I know we're coming close to the end here, but I know that you give angel messages and you kind of do a daily one minute. Where can we find those? And tell me a little bit more about the angel messages. 
not going to necessarily put you on the spot unless you want to be put on the spot. I don't know if you have an angel message for my podcast listeners or if you're able to, you know, bring one up. But what what are the angel messages that you do daily? So I had been getting pushed to do more online as my books are coming out from publishers, et cetera, and, and students. And I was resistant to it because <laughs> I always say no. Well, in the past, I always said no before I say yes. Now I just say yes. But one morning I woke up and it was like, oh, oh, okay, let's go. And so that was September 6, 2020. Mm-hmm. So for a year and a half now, I've been getting up every morning and I receive a message. The message is always for me, but it's also for anybody who's going to be drawn. Look at it. So I do one minute in, in French. So if you see it in French, don't worry. I also do one minute in English. And I put it on Instagram, my Instagram account, Catherine Hudson One, and also on my Facebook author page, basically as a thread so that we kind of walk the path together. And when you, when you said a message for those gathered today, the message of this day came up and the message for this day is a good example. It's find your tribe, surround yourself with those who are like you with those that are resonating at the same frequency, like we're doing right here. Why? It's not so that we reject those that are not resonating at that frequency, but so that our instruments are filled up and with that vital, passionate energy so that it spills over to others rather than having others drawing us down. So it's dependent on this idea of energy seeking. So the messages are always actual practice for the dead. They're always simple. Sometimes they're funny. Often I'm laughing, but yeah, it's it's really helpful hints along the way and a way for us to walk together. One of the reasons I started doing angel parties and, and things like that, now I do them online, but it's because sometimes you can feel alone on the path, especially at the outset. And even later on, when you have your your, your posse, it's nice to to be gathered together and see that there are more people, quote unquote, like us, more and more are waking up every day. So that's the, that's the, the, where the, the angel messages came from and they come every day. Sometimes there are archangels speaking, but always it's uplifting, sometimes challenging, always fun. Yeah. So maybe I will see you there. Wonderful. I think what would be really fun and cool if you don't speak French is to watch the French one first to see if you can intuit a feeling or get a sense and then go and watch the English. That's what I would like, maybe like to do. Oh, that's so fun. And, and get the energy before you have the words that are put onto it. Exactly. Because it is absolutely a trip. Thank you for saying that. I've never said this before. It's absolutely an energetic transmission. Um, there's absolutely a download that happens. There are the words, but the energy that flows is different. And there are a lot of uh, Americans and English speakers that watch the French, some, to, some because their French is rusty from high school, but there's a lot of French that are watching also the, the English one because... I don't script it. I just let it come. And sometimes they're tweaked just a little bit differently, although the message is always direct. So that's, that's so much fun. Thank you for bringing that up. There's a, there's a richness that's coming from you and I'm learning from you today. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Well, this was so much fun. I know that you mentioned where we can find you on Instagram. What was your website again? Well, we're going to put all this in the show notes, but if people... Right. Yeah. So it's katherinehudson.fr. So it's my my name, Catherine Hudson, K-U-T-H-R-Y-N-Hudson.fr. It's because I'm in France for the moment. That's the website and it's going to be that for probably the year to come. And it's got information about what I'm getting up to here and there. 
uh, very active, as I say, on Instagram and also my Facebook page. So come and find me. YouTube is calling, but I'm, I'm still not there yet. <laughs> and here you are. So thank you so much for having me because these interactions are just magical. And I appreciate so much the work that you're doing in the world and the light that you're shining up into really everywhere. Oh, thank you, Catherine. I appreciate your light too. And so the angel message today is to find your tribe, find the people in your tribe. And we are welcoming in Catherine Hudson to our Path 11 Ooh. podcast tribe. So thank you. Nice to sit with you and be with a, a tribe member like-minded. And I hope you all enjoyed this. It went by so fast. And that's how you know it's like, we're just so connected, you know, into each other. So I hope you guys go out, purchase the book, follow her on Instagram, sign up for these angelic one minute messages. What a great way to start your day. And if you're in France and are you working with people in person, if people wanted to find you? I work with people in Person. So I'm doing sessions while I'm here in North Carolina. I'm headed up to New York in February. I'll do sessions there. And I'm teaching some Reiki in New York uh, in February. And then afterward, back in France, I, 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 was, I work with people either by video at a distance or I work with people also live and in person. As you know, that's always a pleasure, but no less affected by video. So yeah, right. yeah, things have changed. COVID has forced me to grow. Same here. All right. Well, thank you so much, Catherine. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you take your angel message to heart. Find your tribe, find your people. And until next time, everyone, we will bring you another guest next week. Have a wonderful, blessed, angelic day. Thank you so much, April. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review the Path 11 podcast in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, this podcast is made possible by our sponsor, Path 11 TV. Visit path11tv.com to start a seven-day free trial and start streaming over 100 hours of exclusive video content on consciousness, healing, and life after death. That's path11tv.com and be sure to use coupon code PODCAST30 to take 30% off your annual membership. Start satisfying your spiritual curiosity with a membership to Path11TV today. Bye for now.